Thank you so much, BBS Radio, for this gathering here on the Sunday morning, two-hour gathering to be broadcast live over the Internet. I welcome you all. Happy Sunday. Happy Fourth of July weekend. We gather here and we connect with sources from the higher realms. And um, it might be a little different than what we do usually, as Terry Brown is recovering. We welcome you here, and we'll see what's going to happen. Thank you all for being here. Hi, hi. Cecil is from soggy Seattle. All right, welcome, Cecil. Hi, guys. Hi, and who else, who, who else joined in? Please feel free to send in a location. It's Roger in Austin. Hey, Roger. Happy Sunday, Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, hi, hi. Cecil, please send some sogginess to Austin. Yes. <laughs> and California. Yeah. Hello, Nancy from California. This is your... Looking at the ceiling for weeks on end. I'm using two canes and walking. So, 
brother. You don't want to take pharmaceutical drug where you take and then you wake up and you can't feel your arms and legs. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, sure. that's just a side effect. Are no, you serious? There's, there's a machine yeah. that might help you, you know, but it's expensive. I am. I am doing a uh, a cellular signaling stuff. I'm doing a uh, transdermal growth hormone. I'm doing a uh, microvascular, a patented microvascular thing. I'm doing uh, Aspen laser therapy, chiropractic, electrical stimulation. Uh, let me see. Was using the uh, life machine. So you name it, I'm throwing the shelf at it because business is exploding and wow. I can't, uh, no time to be. And I'm hiring a assistant. For a while here, I had two people, basically 24 hours a day. Wow. Be mean. Well, we're having a lot of problems in uh, Chicago. My doctor said they turned, he said, let me throw a date at you. And I was like, okay. And he's like, first week in April. I'm like, yeah. And he said, uh, ever since then, they turned on 5G in Chicago. I have a 5G tower right across the street, uh, 100 yards from where I'm talking right now. And he said, neurologicals are over, or up over uh, 1,600%. Soft tissue cancer, 660%. You know, he said, it's off the charts. And nobody's doing anything about it. They don't care. He, he wants me to go to an airport. Uh, he said, you know, get a hotel in the airport, get a pool and check it out. And I said, you know, it's a shame because I put a lot of money into the office that I have here in the, um, uh, the apartment that I rented. And she couldn't afford to do it. And her husband was in jail. And I was like, well, I could afford to you know, put money into the building and help her out. And, um, but, you know, if it's if it's 5G and I feel good at the airport, then, you know, I got to move. I'll run. So because I can't live Definitely. like this. It's incredible. I'm having, I was having five and six days straight where my calves, feet, shins, um, thigh, everything, my legs were in total um, uh, cramps. I'd have leg cramps. I'd have, you know, from the wow. elbow down to my hands, five, six days. You know, I really, like, the past three months, six weeks straight of total leg cramps that would drive you insane. And then your arms and legs wow. feel like they're on fire. So I was suicidal. I was like, this is like, there's no mm-hmm. way. You know, it's like it's like bear spray on your arms and legs, and then the pill they gave me, the gabapentin, made my feet swell so bad it was breaking my blood vessels, and I couldn't even stand. It was just, it was oh. insane. Have you tried? Have you tried I, using a silver um, woven fabric and draping that over you to see if it makes a difference? You it's name it, I'm just company. about trying to, at this point. I, I've been really happy with the cellular stuff, the cellular regenerative stuff, and the um, the um, aspen laser therapy. I did the laser therapy on my spine, the red light laser therapy on my spine, and on the first day well, I could feel the toes on my left if foot. You, if, if you want to look up something else, look up Aquacure AC50. Look up George Wiseman. Yeah, we would have to have a conversation. On the way, I'm in a, uh, I'm about to turn on. I have a zero gravity chair to stretch my spine out because uh, um, it basically swelled my spine and cut my, uh, cut off the nerves to my arms and legs. So now oh, wow. I have a, you know, a big chair that locks your arms oh. and squeezes your body and gets my blood moving, then tips me upside down and 
kind of fancy. But <laughs> looks like yeah, do you have uh, because you have Joe has email address. What's that? No, but I can uh, I can send okay. if you if you send it me if Joel doesn't mind you could send me the his email address and I'll send you the details and you know you might want to contact this um, person and ask him if he thinks the machine would help you because I think it's an amazing machine but it's expensive. Yes, I'm two thousand two thousand four hundred dollars for the machine. But I, I'm, I would definitely buy it. I'm going to buy it. There, there's yeah. two machines that I'm going to buy. This one and well, the type of a Rife machine. Yeah, I have, I have, a, I have a. In the house, we've got a, uh, we've got a commercial Rife machine from the Rife organization. So. Yes, oh, that's good. It's Does a it have the plasma, plasma? Um, now, do you have uh, like, do you have Heise's telephone number? Because if you could send it to Heise, Heise has my contact information, and I could send Heise yes. my email address. Yes, I send so. it to Heise, and he can send it okay. to you. Okay. Great. Right. Back to the call. Hope it helps. <laughs> Thank you. <though. laughs> I appreciate it. I wonder if Ben is back yet. Oh, no. I'll, I'll hit you up. I'll hit you up on my six three zero number. I'll send you my email if you don't mind. I appreciate it. Thank you. Get some shungite. Yes, get some shungite as well. All right, I thank you all for being here and a happy Sunday and welcome to all of you listening in through BBS radio. Wynn is currently trying to get a hold of Terry Brown, her phone, as Terry wanted to join this gathering, as he's currently located in a town like six or seven miles away from Sedona in a, in a revalidation center. Hello. Hello, Ben. Hello. Hi, Ben. Oh, I can't get her to answer. All right. Hi, John. Hi. So, um... Let's start our call, and we'll do a topic on it. And I think I know what I'm going to do. And um, are you ready, guys? Yes, I am. I'm going to make sure you are. Here we go. Actually, hold on one second. First. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. So today it is July 3rd. The recording has started. Good morning, everybody, everywhere. This is Winfrey. It is July 3rd, 2022, the day before 
the 4th of July. And when the 4th of July comes, I'm, I always remember this crazy thing that I did on the 4th of July. And um, I imagine that most of you have seen glow lights, those little things that go around your neck <clears throat> and have colorful fluorescent glows. And um, they sell them at Disneyland. And I had an idea that there were all these firework displays and um, I got a bunch of these these glow lights and they would come on dry ice, frozen. And as they got warmer, they started to glow. And there was a fireworks display at a little park right on the ocean in Marina del Rey. And Terry and I went down there and we walked around in the crowd holding these things. And it was something that every kid had to have. And people were constantly swarming us to buy them. And, and we couldn't believe it. <laughs> we, our pockets were stuffed with money. And it was all in about a, an hour and a half period of time. It was the most money per hour that I had ever seen. <laughs> and the following year, we found a really big fireworks display. And um, we started, we actually got the official, it was in a stadium. We got the official rights to sell them. And we did better than the year before. And it was so busy, we couldn't possibly cover the whole crowd. So the year after that, I managed to find some people who would help sell. And they would all get a percentage. And we went back to that big stadium. And I think we did about <clears throat> three times more, four times more than the year before. And sometimes 
I would pick up homeless people and take them to my apartment and have them get showers. And brought them out to help sell. And it was like, how can I say it? You know, oftentimes money seems like such a difficult thing to get for many people, including me in many times of my life. And suddenly, these homeless people were coming back with $500 of sales in an hour. And they couldn't believe it. It was like, I felt like it was healing their... Wait a second here. I'm just getting on the console. Healing this thing about money. And um, so it became a tradition every 4th of July. And it was quite amazing. And Terry was my helper, all the, usually, maybe all the time. And of course, as we have, as Hyde was talking about, Terry went through a health breakdown and she was in the hospital for about uh, seven days. And they did an operation on her because the problem was she had fluid in her lungs, not in her lungs, on the side of her lung. There was a fluid buildup between her lung and her rib cage. And it was preventing the lung from expanding. So she couldn't get a full breath, and she kept complaining about that and saying, I can't breathe, and she was coughing all the time. And um, the reason I, I took her to the hospital, I took her to emergency because she couldn't get a full breath, and... Um, They sent her to the hospital, and then they x-rayed her and found this water that was preventing her lung from expanding, and they did an operation. Well, they did it one time, and they stuck a needle in and withdrew the fluid. And then, then she needed it a second time. 
And they did an operation where they put a valve in so it would be easy to drain in the future, okay? And for about three or four times, they were draining it once or twice a week. And three or four times, quite a bit of fluid came out. And, and then there was no fluid. And they did it two more times. And there was no fluid. And then they sent her to a rehab home. And they were draining it there. Actually, let me just say, at the hospital, there was always fluid. And it wasn't until they got to the rehab home that there was instances of no fluid. And so it's been about two times that there was no fluid. And yesterday they said, we're going to release you from the rehab home. Now, I'm not sure that they're releasing her because she's okay. I don't think she is. And, but in any case, she's still got low energy, but she's getting more and more cogent, okay? And I do think one of the things that I've done that has helped her has been vitamin C. And I found one particular kind of vitamin C, liposomal vitamin C, that I was very impressed with. I could feel it. And in studying vitamin C, I found somebody that cured themselves of pneumonia, a doctor. And um, cured themselves of pneumonia by taking vitamin C. And the thing about vitamin C is it does not stay in your system. It goes in and out, even if you take a mega dose. So he was taking it every 
so many minutes, 15 minutes, I can't remember now, might have been six minutes. But in any case, in three days, his pneumonia was gone. And somehow I managed to get Terry to take it three times a day, three or four times a day. And we found a particularly powerful um, thing of liposomal vitamin C. And she was taking that. And I think that really helped her. I think so. But one of the problems is she's not eating very well. And, um, you know, she's taking a few bites and sending her meals back. And I've been trying to go around before I visit her and bring her various high-quality foods. The food there is not very high-quality. And, um, and I'm still having trouble getting her to eat it. So take one or two forkfuls, and then she'll reject it. And in a channeling we had about six weeks ago, private channeling, they said that Terry was repeating a pattern from the lifetime of St. Catherine of Siena. St. Catherine was anorexic. And she died from not eating. So I, um, yesterday, I just looked up St. Catherine anorexia. And I found some interesting things. And St. Catherine, I believe, was only one of four women who were sainted in the Catholic Church. And, of course, she was not a saint when she was alive. You get sainted after you die. And St. Catherine was bringing through messages that people thought was God speaking to them. And she was also quite an activist in the church. And I thought I would read a couple of things about St. Catherine and anorexia. And since we all know Terry so very well, you know, we've done thousands of calls with her bringing through messages of the Elohim and the Ra groups. And this is the only time I know historically that she did that. Okay? It's obvious to me that 
even when somebody has a talent to channel, it doesn't mean they're going to bring through the Elohim. In fact, a source who's speaking through someone has to decide that they they want to speak through that person, that they believe there's going to be some kind of positive impact. And um, in the case of St. Catherine, she did have a positive in, impact under the auspices of the Catholic Church. And of course, in this situation, it's having a positive impact, and probably because of me, because they had the idea that I would do something with it so that other people would have access to this amazing, these amazing messages that we were, have been getting now for 20 years and have a website with over 2,000 sessions on it. And many of you have exposed yourself to these messages. And in fact, normally on Sunday, I would pick a topic and start asking questions on that topic. And I would pick things that no one could ever know. And yet, every Sunday, they would give the most amazing answers to my questions. So, here we go. This is an article that is on, um, let me see here. What's this website called? Queen's History Podcast. And it's titled, A Vision of Love. Catherine of Siena and Holy Anorexia. Today's topic is perhaps uh, perhaps a lesser-known woman in the popular history realm. But based on her life story, I honestly think you're going to love her. It's my pleasure to introduce you to Catherine of Siena. The woman's story has everything from political and religious influence to a mystical marriage and, yes, holy anorexia. As a quick recap, many cases, both male and female, of holy anorexia present as the modern-day illness anorexia nervosa, and symptoms include sleeplessness, Terry does sleep, inability to eat, 
and hyperactivity. The primary difference in these illnesses is its purpose. For religious figures like Catherine of Siena, self-starvation was a way to feel closer to God. Regardless of various attempts to justify their harmful practice, the end game was the same. Internal and psychological intimacy with God. In many cases, the public also formed obsessions with these women who were wasting away in God's name. Catherine of Siena's case is no different. From the day she was born in 1347, Catherine was told she was special. She was the 23rd child of her parents. And she was also born with a twin sister. Can you imagine that? 23 children? My God. The woman is being constantly pregnant, right? For 23 years. Uh, You may be wondering how kid 23 can feel special. But Catherine's mother made an interesting choice with her new twin girls. Instead of breastfeeding both of them, she only breastfed Catherine. The twin was given a wet nurse and did not live past infancy. On the other side of the nursery, Catherine thrived. She was the chosen one. And her tendencies through life are reflective of this early imprint. At the age of six, Catherine began to see visions of God and was known in her community as a mystic. She befriended the whole town and everyone welcomed the child who could see God into their homes where she would give them words of wisdom or advice. Catherine's most famous mystical vision was of her marriage to Christ, a vision of love, if you will. Her perceived wedding band was instead made of the foreskin of her groom, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't know how that could be true. It must have something symbolizing that. I have to give it to her with this one. A ring like that would be the talk of the town. Diamonds need not apply. Regardless of Catherine's mystical marriage, her parents still sought a husband for her. 
And in response, Catherine made every effort to remove her beauty. She cut off her hair, burned her skin in hot baths, and at one point contracted the pox and made no effort at all to cure herself. Puberty is always a bit rough, but Catherine gets all of the awards for that performance. As a result of her rebellion, she was allowed to join a group of religious women who did not live in a convent, but rather continued to engage with their communities and families. Catherine's holy anorexia had just a few exceptions. Similarly to Joan of Arc, you know what? Uh, we've had the reincarnation of Joan of Arc on our calls. I'm not going to say who it is, but I believe we have, I should say. No, no, for sure. Similarly to Joan of Arc, she would take communion or Eucharist consisting of consecrated bread and wine several times a day. This surely staved off some of her hunger and was a clever loophole. She, was, she would also suck on herbs, and early in her fasting practice, she ate raw vegetables. A model of holy anorexia she'd seen in other powerful women and religious groups. Although Catherine did not eat, her role in the community and her own visions were very food-centric. She saw food as a punishment for herself, but a healing entity for others and took it upon herself to feed people wherever she could, just like her husband, Jesus. Catherine is recorded as being able to conduct food miracles, like the multiplication of food and wine. There is an element of what Freud would call an oral fixation embedded in Catherine's starvation practices, which generally manifested in her mystic visions. In her youth, she considered cross-dressing as a man, but felt God discouraged that. Instead, she presented as a woman but when she had visions of Christ, she often described their interactions in such a way that Jesus became the feminine, nurturing figure. For example, visions of her nursing from Jesus are even visions of her drinking the blood from his crucifixion wounds were common. 
Her letters and stories included blood so often that the significance and metaphoric value of blood became a hallmark of her personal theology. Whereas Catholics considered blood as a means of cleansing sin, Catherine argued in her own theology that blood was for consuming and could help believers become one with God, Christ. She had fed and edified. She felt fed and edified by Jesus in the way she was fed and edified by her mother. Freud would have had an absolute field day. Between the mystic visions, community service, food miracles, and self-starvation, Catherine became an absolute superstar. Her circle of influence grew as she traveled from town to town, preaching about God and converting men and women alike. In a, in a reference to her earlier desire to cross that dress as a man, she referred to herself as an apostle. She behaved much like the apostles of Jesus, even writing hundreds of letters to bureaucracies, religious leaders, and communities similar to the letters of Paul of Corinthian. By 1375-1376, her popularity and influence were so great that she was called to visit Pope Gregory at the new papal seat in Avignon, France, the city, Avignon. Basically, the Pope and Florence had a fight, so the Pope moved out. In other words, the Pope moved out of Italy and moved to France in that time. There, Catherine worked to convince the Pope to return to home, Rome, and in return, she was tasked with convincing her followers that a crusade to convert the infidels would be super fun. In her lifetime, Catherine of Siena would seize a popple, a seal, the Pope's seal, returned to Rome, and she supported Pope Urban VI in the infamous two-pope fiasco. In other words, there were two popes at the time. Catherine's life 
was influential but short. Her struggle with anorexia, coupled with a surprisingly active life, were too much for her to handle. In 1380, she passed away in Rome, and her described words were, blood, blood. Though she was considered a living saint, following her death, her confessor immediately appealed to Rome to have Catherine officially venerated as a saint. Now, those of you who are on our calls regularly would remember Jim Leeds, who plays piano, who uh, I am sure was the person who was her confessor. And he was known as Raymond of some city, I can't remember the city's name. It was Raymond. And Jim was living in our house for a while. And he absolutely was crazy about Terry. And he would cook her dinner. He would wash her clothes. He would check on her in the course of the day and say, how's everything? And I was studying St. Catherine, trying to decide if I was there, if I was one of the priests at the time. And when I saw the story of Raymond, and I saw his picture, I saw he was the spitting image of Jim. And I looked at Jim's conduct, at the way he was uh, so intent on fawning over Terry. And I knew he had to have been Raymond. And of course, at that time, Jim had no spiritual beliefs at all. And he... He thought all the work we were doing was full of it. But he started coming to our calls, and now he says, maybe there's something to it. It's interesting how somebody can go from one life and be a totally religious figure and another life have no belief. You know, it's an indication that when you die, the fact that you were religious as a belief pattern was not enough to carry forward to a future lifetime. And you have to start the whole thing again. Um, I think it's an important thing that I've learned from our work is what is it that you carry with you from your life when you die, that actually makes a difference in your evolutionary path. Okay. Hang on, I'm going to sneeze. 
At the time of her death, she was 33 years old, the same age her husband, Jesus, when he was crucified. St. Catherine of Siena's beliefs and religious style are now known as the Catherinian model, and her practice of holy anorexia was adopted by many women who followed her. What do you think? Feel free. That's kind of an amazing article. Particularly since we all know Terry. It was amazing for me. And I've read stuff about St. Catherine. But this article seems to... uh, go into it in, in, a, in a way that you could feel, I can feel, anyway, Catherine. Now, this article didn't mention a couple of other things about Catherine, which um, are in, you know, I read about. One of them was She believed she was possessed by demons. And there's a famous painting of Catherine with all these demonic figures um, around her. And Catherine used to do various things to drive the influence of these demons, so-called, out of her. For she wore something called a hair shirt, which was some kind of shirt made of an extremely scratchy material that would irritate you. Now, in one of our calls recently, and I didn't, this, they mentioned this, and uh, some of you probably remember the comment, and it had to do with, in a former lifetime of Terry, she went into a town where she had an affiliation, where there was a nuclear blast. And she had been friends with many of the people in the town. And as she she went into the town and found all the people were missing who were her friends, she screamed heavenly word and said, where are you? And they were there in spirit, okay? And 
they glommed on to her. And she took them in. And, and they said that our sources said no one had ever done anything like this before. Suddenly had a bunch of beings attached to them. And I don't know how many, but it was a lot. It might have been thousands. And Terry was carrying them in her field, like attachments. And as I understand it, St. Catherine's demons were all of these beings that were attached to her. And she still had them this lifetime. And she spent, she didn't know where they came from. She knew she had beings attached to her. And she would have, she would go through processes. At one time, she was endeared with Scientology. And when they were doing auditing, these beings came up. Now remember, Terry knew nothing about it. Terry knew nothing about being St. Catherine, didn't know where the, the beings came from. But she knew they were there because when they would talk to them in their process, the beings would come into consciousness. Otherwise, they were in, in a glom, all right? And um, and so I have been observing this for years. Now, let me see here. Here's another, this is an article in PubMed magazine. St. Catherine of Siena, one of the earliest historic cases of altered gustory perception in anorexia mirabilis. Now, I would suggest, don't dare bring this up with Terry, okay? Um... I don't even know if I should be reading it or sharing it because um, I don't want this to get in the way of the other stuff she does. And um, she has done an amazing, miraculous job this lifetime of making a huge contribution, probably a historic contribution. And um, and I don't want her to feel self-conscious and not be able 
I continue to do it if that happens. Okay. Here. Let me, let me try reading this one and see how it reads. St. Catherine of Siena suffered from an extreme form of holy fasting, a condition classified as anorexia virabilis. Historical and medical scholarships alike have drawn a comparison between this primeval type of anorexia with a relatively common form of eating disaster among young women in the modern world. St. Catherine's condition was characterized by a disgust for sweet taste, a condition also described in anorexia nervosa and characterized by special neurophysiological changes in the brain. St. Catherine's case may be considered one of the oldest veritable descriptions of altered gustation. Gustation. What is that? Food, eating. Moreover, a more compelling neurophysiological similarity between anorexia mirabilis, mirabilis, and anorexia nervosa may be proposed. This is kind of looking at it all. That's all there is. That's in PubMed. I guess uh, they are drawing to the table here the idea that um, connection probably Catherine was one of the early examples historically of anorexia which um, of course has become a medical term for people to starve themselves. You know, in recent times, one of the more more famous people that had that occur was Karen Carpenter, and she died of anorexia of the singing group, the Carpenters. Okay, here's a let's let's see. Uh, the history of anorexia nervosa and fasting is a fascinating one. It has been traced for hundreds of years across the globe. Most interesting is the history of saints and anorexia across the span of time. Current anorexia nervosa is a medical health disorder that is affecting westernized society and the world. But it was not always that way. It is the modern idea that emphasizes the sin ideal weight loss and a perfect body. Anorexia is characterized by a distorted body image with an intense preoccupation 
with food, diet, weight loss, and fear of gaining weight, even if their weight is already significantly low. In historical reviews, anorexia had a much different pattern in view, one of fasting and morbid self-starvation. There has been a long-standing historical view of self-starvation and religious asceticism. St. Jerome professed the practice of purification through self-starvation to Roman women. In the Middle Ages, there is evidence of extreme self-induced fasting that leads to premature deaths, such as Catherine from Siena. Female saint ideals were often connected to self-starvation with deprivation of food except for the Eucharist. The practice of starvation and fasting was often described as holy anorexia and differs from anorexia nervosa. The holy anorexia focuses on spiritual purity instead of obsessed drive for sinness and overvaluation of both body shape and weight. During the Renaissance era, the religious idea of holy anorexia became more associated with patterns of food deprivation. Fasting or starving oneself was often connected with a mix of spiritual and material beliefs. In 1770, a seminal publication was released, Treatise of Consumptions, and it spoke about nervous atrophy or self-imposed reduction of food intake. Within the last three centuries, food restriction here, distance from religion, and is now connected to body image and self-representation. The idea of the female figure evolved into a slender shape and thin appearance. In early Christianity, abstinence from food was an everyday practice. The human body and sexuality were considered secondary to the will and the spirit. St. Catherine was born in Italy. She lived her life virtuously, where her bodily control was a sign of her devotion to God. At 16, she began to eat only bread, vegetables, and water. Later, she began to vomit after eating, 
bulimia and would only eat herbs and water. She died at 33 after giving up water. 200 years later, Santa Rosa de Lima saw spirituality as a vow of poverty and emphasized fasting and extreme forms of punishing asceticism. She fasted three times per week from the age of 11 onward. And at 15, she stopped eating meat and lived only on bread and water. She continued her life to prayer and helping the poor and the sick before succumbing to her eating disorder. Fast forward another 200 years, Elizabeth of Austria-Hungary was Empress of Austria by age 15, and later she became queen. She was known for being obsessed with maintaining her figure. Uh, Let's see here. See, this guy who wrote this article is approaching it like a a doctor or scientist and an eating disorder. And um, it's not as interesting an article as the other one in terms of um, those of us who know Terry, okay? Here's another article. Catherine of Siena was born in 1347 and was the 23rd child of her parents. Much to her mother's dismay, she spent much of her time in prayer and meditation. Since Catherine was such a beautiful woman, her mother encouraged her to take better care of herself so she could marry well. And Catherine rebelled against her mother by chopping off all of her hair. Towards the last few years of her life, Catherine became an advocate in public affairs for the Roman Catholic Church. She is mainly known for her ability to persuade Pope Gregory XI to move the papal back to Rome. However, Pope Gregory passed away shortly after, and the new Pope, Urban VI, led to the schism in the Western Church. Catherine has many works, poems, and letters containing her beliefs and experiences. 
she was canonized in 1461 and is known as one of the many patron saints of Italy. Her feast day is celebrated on April 30th. You know, I'm reading these things and, you know, there's no no doubt in my mind that Terry was this person. I mean, aside from the appearance and and if you study Catherine, you see, I see, all the extreme correlations with Terry. And um, even with Terry's attachments that uh, Catherine had, that there would be times when Terry would hit her, 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 her legs. She'd be sitting down and pound her hand on her legs to drive away these influences. And there were other times when Early on, she was thinking of him as she recognized they were beings that used to be humans and that she didn't know why they were attached to her, but she felt a great sense of service to helping them individuate and get released and continue on their path. Let's see. It's 11.13. Please don't bring any of this stuff up when Terry's on the call, but I do know the more important she is to all of you, the more her um, passion to stay in this realm is activated. And I've never talked about all these things that I've talked about today. And I'm talking about them to help you understand her. You know, the fact that she can bring this through uh, as, as probably many of you might remember, she was, um, how would I say it? She was channeling and she never remembered what she said. And, you know, for a few years, we were doing these channelings and I'm sitting there and saying, oh my God. This is amazing. This information is amazing. And she didn't realize it, okay? And she was just being a pathway for this to come through. And and then I think when we started doing Whole Planet Healing, which we do every night now, and 
Bonnie started reading little excerpts from the channelings. Terry began to have this realization of how profound the information was that was coming through her. And and started to have more, how should we say it, more um, understanding of the importance of it. And so I really do hope that she can let go of this starvation thing and stay in this realm. But please, I don't think it's a good idea for anyone to ask her questions about it. Just to to let her know that that you find her contribution really, really important because that drives her and commits her. She knows she's here to be of service. And um, I think I'll open up the lines and let any of you make any comments that you want, okay? Hi, can you unmute everybody? All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. All participants are unmuted. Tammy, can I say something? Go ahead. Well, I just would like to say um, I can understand your intent, you know, of wanting people to understand what's going on. And, you know, we all know how much you love and care about Terry, for sure. And I just wanted to say, though, from an energetic standpoint of healing, that a lot of that knowledge could be counterproductive, and I would just like to suggest that to kind of for people here, if they really want to help to wipe that information out, because the more we focus on her tendencies of the past and anorexia and all these problems, it's just going to magnify it and make it really difficult for her to heal. So... um and I don't think it's important to glorify someone for a past life. She's doing such beautiful, beautiful work now. And I think it's very Listen, important. Just to, oh, let me finish. Me just let me finish. Let me just finish no, my no, comment. No. You may, I want when, to let me just finish. I had a beautiful the thing reason, to say, the and the then let me just I'm finish. Bringing... I'm not trying to attack you, Lynn. Let me just no, finish my not, comment. Can I just finish? Yeah, no, let me just I finish. I want to make a okay. comment. I'm going to mute you okay. if you let me make a comment. Go ahead. The reason I'm bringing it up is because she's repeating that pattern right now. Right now. And I'm really Right, Wynn. I know you yes, are, Wynn. I know how much you love her. And I'm just saying we don't want to magnify energy into a repeating pattern. And if we focus on her lifetime now and how beautiful she is now, and all the work that she's doing now that is um, just so beautiful, and that with the, from the past life, she's um, kind of trying to starve out the demons. And if we just send her love and protection and energy and let her know that she can feed and nourish herself because she is so loved and protected now. 
Okay, well, you can do that, and you do that. Thank okay? you. That's just a suggestion, and I'm not okay. trying to attack you in any way when we all love you, we all love Terry. I'm just seeing things on an energetic level, and it, it would be very helpful just to send Terry all the love of this lifetime, of who she is, how beautiful she is now, and, and let her know she's loved and protected. That's all. I'm done, Win. I'm not trying to hurt you or protect Anyway. I'm going to see her every day, and I have to sit and watch her push food away. And the nurse was coming in. Did she eat anything today? And she's reliving this right now. And you can pray. Right, and so let's, her. let's put send her a lot of do. love you, and protect. I'm not telling you. I'm asking the group to send her a lot of love and let her know she's safe and protected. And she doesn't need to starve out any demons. She's safe and protected, and she can feed and nourish herself, and we want her strength and healthy, and we want her here, and we love her work, and we want her to continue. That's all. And you know what? Um, and I, I, I guess that. it when... She feels that. She feels good, that. good. And let's let her feel it more. Don't concentrate yeah. on the past life because it's going to feed that pattern. So I just would try to wipe that all out and look at the beauty of who she is now. And and that's all I wanted to say. And I'm I you know, come on, when we all want Terry to get better and we all love her. In sharing that story, it was to increase the level of compassion that we have for her. It does that for me, okay? And uh okay. I hope it does that for you, all right? And well, I don't need an increase in compassion for her because I love her so much already of who she is now. Okay. Anybody else want to say anything? Oh, hi, it's Judy. I'll say something. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just want to say that the Christ energy, there's an old school expression, Christ is Lord of Karma. What that means is the Christ energy can overcome a past life pattern, any pattern. I have seen miracles in my life in the last couple the cavalry of God came for us in the last couple of months. I'll just say that. But Christ is the Christ energy can transcend it all. And I do feel for your circumstances. It's very when my Terry, his name is Terry as well, forty years married, got very sick this winter, and you all you know did wonderful healing for him. Fred did beautiful healing for him, and he's very restored. Thank you, God. Now, but to watch him, he was one hundred and eighty pounds, and he went to high one forties at five ten. Never had that happen. It was very, I was very scary. It was so scary. And also, he had a different pattern, I realized, but he had no appetite. And I would come in, he jokingly called me Nurse Ratchet because I would come in with little bits, bits. I told you when on the phone, uh, Justin's nut butter with Manuka honey, little bits, constant, you know, little, not constant because he wouldn't take it constantly. Just, just, just take a little bit, and he would. He didn't want it, but I would, I would just bits of high nutrition, high calorie foods, especially the Justin's nut butter, which is very tasty anyway, vanilla with uh, manuka honey. All it took was a little tablespoon, and not meals, not whatever. And then he, in his real, he was real sick, and he said to me, "I promise you." I'll get back my weight. And now he's in, the, he's in the 170s, 172, 174. He's actually at a good weight because he didn't want to gain it all back. But I, I'm saying 
coked. Just get that jar. I just feel it. The Justin's very easy to get at Whole Foods. Justin's nut butter, Manuka honey, which is an anti-infective too. It's expensive. It's like forty dollars a jar, depending on which kind you get. And just little teaspoons of that. You know, um, mm-hmm. she, they don't want any, and it's very palatable. Even he had to admit it's very palatable. And so, but you know, it feeds on itself when there's no appetite. And then, um, you know, I do it with intermittent fasting because I like to keep my weight slimmer. When you, with the less you eat, the less appetite you have. It just kind of feeds on itself. So mm-hmm. I'm little bits of soft, easy, palatable stuff that she might be willing just, just you know, just to uh, sort of humor me. He would do it. And then um, there's also a product called Revita, and it's uh, they gave it for malnutrition, and, and, and it's just little packets of uh, syrupy kind of thing. It has spirulina in it. Just so I'm just saying, if I was there, I'd give it to her little bits of. I'll give it to her energetically, little bits of things like that. Then finally, I got him. I made a mashed potato with gravy, um, with pureed meat, vegetables, and um, you know, it's a, it, that is a very scary feeling to see someone you love like that start wasting away. Okay, there. I, so I definitely have compassion for you, Win, on that, and I know. But just go in there with that little, go in with your jar of nut butter. Justin's is not a regular nut butter. It's got stuff in it that makes it real delicious, and it's kind of creamy. And then the manuka mm-hmm. honey. And just pull that out anytime you get a chance. It's just just take a little bit of this. And just, it's new. It's great. Just try it. From, humor me and try that, because I told you about it. And you don't have to come, nobody comes with a meal. Nobody comes with a big meal. And, you know, it might help her with the nutrition. So I just want to say that. I love you both. That's a good suggestion, and, and I want you to know that that I have been doing that almost every day, but not with what you're suggesting. But I go to the there's a nice deli uh, at, in in Village of Oak Creek in the supermarket, and I could I, I would get a little bit of mustard potato salad, which she liked, and and. Um, mashed potatoes, which you liked, but the, well, you, I know, I know, you know, I know you have been emailing me and telling me stuff, and I've read them all, and I haven't had time and energy to talk to you. But thank you for sharing that, and I will of course, try of course. that. Okay, I, totally. I I could feel in her voice like she is coming back to our world. You know, I could feel yeah. in her voice. So just. I know you're doing the best you can, so God speed you both. And Christ is Lord of all this. When I say Lord, I don't mean in the traditional religious sense. Christ's energy can transcend it all. God be with us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. Anyone else? Yeah, when? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I drink a smoothie every day, and it's real simple. I go spirulina. Sun chlorella, collagen, moringa, moringa powder, MCT oil, branch chain amino acids. I mean, you can mix up a thing that's only like a half a pint, and it'll be yeah. so fresh and the liquid, and take it with a straw, and it's so simple. She can just suck it down with a straw, bingo, and she's got all this nutrition instantly. Well, thank you, Grant. Would you send me an email and tell me all the stuff you put in it, okay? Um, okay, and I, I, in this past two weeks, 
we we've gone through a, a, a smoothie phase, and of course I had to make it at home and then bring it to her, and I couldn't get it. Get, I could get her to take a, a sip of it, and then she says, "No more smoothies," but we'll try it. You know, once she yeah. gets home, once she gets some, they're going to release her. She's going. They're going to release her, and she's going. She's going to be here, and we're going to be in the same house together, and uh, it'll be easier to maintain the energy. Okay. Yeah, and, and you know. When uh, my my wife, my late wife, went through exactly the same thing with her lungs and the fluid around her lungs, and they drained mm-hmm. her lungs in the hospital like about ten times, and then they did a thing where they blew in a powder around that uh, material around her lungs to like mm-hmm. stick it to her lungs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that solved that problem. So there was no space in between. And I don't know exactly how it all worked. They actually had to do it twice, but they they blew it in in both both of her lungs uh, to to stick that what, what some kind of material that stuck to her lungs. So mm-hmm. there was no way for the fluid to get in there between her. Mm-hmm. However, that you know, there's a name for it. Well, did they ever they figure out what? Did, did they did they determine what was causing the fluid? She had uh, a whole bunch of liver problems, and she had, uh, well, what it was was she lived on Excedrin because she had really bad PMS, and we didn't know about acetaminophen, and eventually she got fatty liver and cirrhosis of the liver. It wasn't from drinking. It was from acetaminophen. Now that is a bigger uh, cause of uh, cirrhosis than actually drinking in the United States, uh, Mm -hmm. acetaminophen. Tylenol. It's just it's, ter- it's terrible, and nobody warns you about it. But this was back mm-hmm. in the seventies, and they, you know, and she, 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 she. I used to buy a, a bottle of five hundred of them, and she would just go through them. You know, she had to wear blinders on and to pull all the shades when she. Oh, it was it was horrible. And we had no idea mm-hmm. about the cinnamon, but that was one of the problems she had. Thank you. She's not taking that, but uh, that's a very good thing to explore, but right now she's not having the fluid. So maybe whatever it was, it's been fixed. You know, I, I'm sure that Elohim is paying attention. And well, oh, they can... Absolutely. Where they can do something, they will. But thank you for sharing, okay? You're welcome. <laughs> love to her. Love the both you guys. Thank you. Anyone else? Okay. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Hi, let me give one more shot at calling her. Because she said, I called her about 9.30, and I said, do you want to come on the call? And she said, yes. And I said, do you want to call her so I conference you? And she said, you conference me. And when I called her earlier, there was no answer. So either 
she fell asleep or else one of the nurses came in and said it's time for physical therapy. But let me see if I can get her on the call. But don't tell her what we've talked about, okay? Because it'll make her feel really self-conscious. So, um, okay, let me see. So hang on just a second. All right. What I would like to do here as a group is to focus for a moment on our dear brother Chris, Chris Blair from Memphis, who passed away this week. That we send him all love and that he can move on on the other side in the most positive way. And another thing we can focus on here in this now is envision rain, plenty of rain for all those areas that are in drought, particularly Nevada, California. So let us just envision puddles of rain on our lawns, on the streets, and vision the rain coming down. Hello? In the smell of rain. Yes, Lynn? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead with the visualization that you're doing. We are visualizing rain coming down, and we can smell the smell of rain. And we see all the water holes, the reservoirs being brought back to normal levels. We see the crops grow. We see humanity as a whole being fed well. Plenty of food. And we all live in peace and harmony. I thank our dear sources from the Elohim, Ra, Ra'an, the one infant creator. Mother Earth, Gaia, Alpha, Father, Son, thank you for the energy, the warmth, the light, the vibration. Thank the universe. Thank the Christ consciousness. you win. Thank you, Ives. Well, I, I did, Terry did answer, and they came in and they're doing therapy on her. 
so she, she can't come into the call, but the nurses are very nice there, and they've been very loving, and um, so that's good. And I think we can do our healing list. See, so are you there? I am here. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. Thank you. How many people are on the list today? Um, seven. Uh, seven. Okay. And uh, before we start, pardon me? Yeah, go ahead. I'm just going to say that... Many times people have amazing things happen to them, which they attribute to being on this list. And not everybody. The Elohim does not or cannot wave the magic wand and fix everything on demand. We've had a number of conversations about what gives them the ability to um, do something. And I would suggest if you want a healing, not only should you put yourself on this list, but you should be listening and reading the Elohim sessions on the Spirit Channel and get the feeling of their energy, their vibration. Because the more you open up to that, the more access they have because their energy is in their sessions that, that they do on our calls. And um, one one person I spoke to who was on the healing list, and I made a suggestion to them. It's something that I had been experimenting with, and that was taking a, during the course of the day, I could be driving somewhere, I could be doing anything else, anything, it doesn't matter what. I could, in, in the back of my mind, I could be saying the name Elohim. And, and I could feel when I did it, their energy come in and my chakras start to open. And I suggested this to someone I said, why don't you try that? And then they sent me an email saying, thank you, thank you so much for that suggestion, okay? You know, they respond to being called on. And of course, putting your name on the healing list is a way of calling on them. But just in the course of the day, 
you know, they say we leave, but we do not leave. That means they're accessible. And if you're on these calls and you feel an uplifted energy and you feel an opening of your chakras, then try calling them on them and see if you can duplicate that feeling on demand. And even when you're in a difficult situation, with maybe you have a, a, a relationship of some sort that's difficult, while you're in the middle of the difficulty, call on them and see if you can get above the, um, the blockage, okay? Yes. Or the contraction. And when okay? it, ah. it definitely, definitely, definitely does help. And the RA group will also help you and <laughs> they will send you dreams constant dreams of the issue um, and then eventually, and I, I'm speaking from personal experience by the way, <laughs> eventually um, if you ask for help, even if you're struggling with something and you don't quite know how to fix it, the RA group will send you dreams so that you can have the experience of replaying um, multiple ways the situation and and just thank the Royal Group because they're, they're very kind and they're doing it to help you. And eventually, some that sort of sinks into your mind somewhere or your consciousness. And then eventually, you'll find that things will, will transform Mm -hmm. And with our with our ten minute intention sessions that we're doing every day, mm -hmm. we've been um, asking or, or, or intending for um, peaceful resolution, amongst other things, uh, you know, healing for Terry. Mm -hmm. um, but I've also had the experience and the yellow hema there with us because I can sense them. And they are here with us now because I can sense them. Um, but I found that even the 10-minute intentions um, worked out for me in my personal life and has actually helped me immensely and to resolve an ongoing, lengthy disagreement um, with uh, somebody that I know. And it's now all been resolved, and it is absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy because I can now resonate with the glory of the Christ of consciousness, knowing that I've got no blockages and that I'm not going to come back and have to repeat uh, a cycle with this person because it's all clear. My path is clear. And that feeling... And relief is such a beautiful thing. So I would highly recommend it to anybody. That if you, thank you so it doesn't much. matter how difficult. Yes, doesn't matter thank how difficult so it is, or 
or if you don't know how to approach or deal with the situation, asking for help um, is very, very valuable. Thank you for sharing that. And of course, some of you know, you know, I, I said call on the Elohim because the Elohim has more of the ability to project energy into your body. And the law group has the ability to help bring in understanding of things. Uh, yeah, and they, uh, have the, they have the wisdom, the wisdom the of wisdom. having lived in the realm and experienced these things yes. um, from all different perspectives. And the, the wisdom of knowing the sort of struggles that people go through and, and the sort of thought patterns that you have. And their experience in this realm is incredibly valuable, whereas the Elohim have a different kind of a wisdom. Mm -hmm. and, but the two working but... together is, is just beautiful. It's just so one of the most helpful things that I have ever experienced. And, you know, one of the things that happened to me early on was um, I asked the question to Daphne, and I said, I know I have connection with higher dimensions. I've had so many synchronicities. How do I make a, a better contact with the higher dimensions? And they told me to write down my dreams. So that night, I put a pad on my tummy, a pen in my hand, let, left a little light on in the room, and I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would write something down. And then I'd go to sleep and I'd write something down. And I didn't look at it. I just let it, wrote it down. And in the morning, when I woke up, I looked at the piece of paper and there were all these verbal messages of wisdom that were directed towards me and that helped me. Like, uh, um, it's the insanity of passion that makes things happen in the real world. And what was another one? Um, communication from another dimension, just like Casey. He slept to connect with this dimension. And, and it kept going on for... It was going on for about four months, and it gave me a body of wisdom, particularly directed to me, that I can still refer to. And if I try to do it now, I'm sure that it would come in. In fact, I tried last night, but I, I didn't wake up and I didn't write anything down because I was looking for some guidance on how to uh, directly approach Terry. And, um, I mean, sometimes I'd be in the hospital, and I would just get mad at her. I said, you've got to eat. Come on, you're important. And uh, that didn't work, you know. <laughs> it just made her more <laughs> resistant, well, she's, you know. Well, yes, because she's Taurus, and... Uh... You know, she's got that natural uh, stubborn ability 
Um, yes. But Torians, they love um, anything that is home comfort. So really beautiful, um, sweet food, uh, you know, anything that's rich or anything that brings her home comfort that she can connect with. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you. Shall we start the healing list? Yeah, let's start the healing list, okay? But some of you might try writing, writing, writing your dream messages down and see if you can get some guidance. And, um, and, uh, and just go to bed. Say, okay, I'm open to receiving. And see what happens. And I, and I, I find uh, something else that's very helpful is if you wake up very early in the morning, um, what I generally do is call in the light, especially if I've got uh, a challenge or something I want to get some advice on. And then I have a little chat with the Elohim and I express the situation. And then I spend the next 10, 15 minutes jumping up and down at my computer and writing down the inspiration that just comes to my mind. And I have got lots of very, very good information. Well, thank you so and much for sharing. Thank you. Thank you for being part of our... Thank you for being part Thank you for being part of our group as well, okay? Thank you. You're you're an old soul, and I can feel, you know, how our work has impacted you. Now, this is not about being a follower, okay? There's, there's, it's way beyond that, okay? And uh, I turn it over to you, CJ, for the healing. And thank you. Ben, do you want to first uh, do the Call in the light. Yes, call in the light. Father, Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect each person here and any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe, through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, through the solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our body, and into the center of the Earth. And right now, we invoke a group energy connection while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us. And we create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now and... uh, I just wanted to say that uh, I really wasn't sure that I was going to do what I did in this call. I said, is this going to be good or is it not going to be good? Should I share this about Terry's track 
which, um, you know, I only reason I shared it is because there's a tendency for a growth repeating pattern. And I wanted you to all understand that just because Terry can be such an awesome channel does not mean that she doesn't have issues and she doesn't have a human side. And, uh, and that it, it increases the level of compassion we can have and appreciate this rare opportunity and the sacrifice she has to make to do this. And uh, over to you, CJ. Thank you. Um, and thank you, the Elohim and the Ra group, for this protective healing love light energy that is surrounding each and every person on this healing list, a subject of the healing list, listening to this call, listening to the replay, or reading a transcript. Sija from England, thank you to all of our beautiful friends in the higher realms for co-creating with us and helping us to manifest a magnificent new reality. Thank you for Terry's protection and perfect healing, restoring her body, mind, spirit complex to perfect health in all timelines, densities, and dimensions. Thank you. John from Las Vegas. Please put decentralized cryptocurrencies into the love light for massive worldwide adoption, for privacy, and for them to be used as a monetary system that is free from capital gains tax and free from surveillance. Please help decentralized cryptocurrencies to become more accessible and easy, easier for people to use and understand. Thank you. I'd just like to take this opportunity to thank all our beautiful listeners on the BBS radio. And we will now say goodbye as BBS radio is moving on to their next broadcast. And we look forward to your presence and your energy next week. And I just wanted to say, then if you on BBS want to hear, have access to the messages that Terry has brought through, we have a website with over 2,000 entries posted over 20 years. No, not 20 years, more like 12 years. It's called the spiritchannel.net. 
thespiritchannel.net. One word, the Spirit Channel. And uh, many people have gotten a huge amount of um, aha experiences, of enlightenment experiences by reading these messages. And it helps to make a connection with the sources that we keep talking about. And that's a huge detail. Thank you. Joy T from Ishaquah. Thank you, the Ra group, for clearing the synthetic entity from me. Please help me get free of Lyme disease and parasites and to overcome isolation, mind control, and targeting. Thank you. I'm so glad to hear that you're finally getting some results. And I thank the Rod Group for helping you as well. And anyone else that reaches for it. Thank you. Tammy Andrews from Palm Desert, California. I would like to put America into the love light. The new I am race being birthed here to bring all of humanity on earth together as one in higher consciousness and love into the golden age. Thank you. And I support that. Thank you. Tammy also says, I would like to put my mum into the love light for healing on all levels, physical, emotional, mental, ethereal, spiritual. She's experiencing extreme physical pain. Please assist to heal. Thank you. Lots of love and light to all, especially Terry. Thank you. And support for your mom. Tammy goes on to say, I would like to put Fred Brooks into the love light with lots of love and gratitude. May he continue to be granted many blessings and any assistance he would like to have on his journey. Thank you, Fred. Thank you. And many of us have experienced that when I asked a question about him a few weeks ago, privately, they said he was just continuing his work on the other side. And those of you that experienced that, he was able to do amazing energy clearings and uh, all kinds of stuff. I mean, constant mind dedicated to this. So, 
Thank you, Fred, if you're listening. And who knows? Thank you, Fred. <laughs> and Isabella. Tom from San Jose, California. Please put my friend and neighbor into the light. Don Bryant, Los Gatos, California. He had surgery a week or so ago. He suffered a stroke, still being evaluated. Not sure of his condition. Thank you. We ask for the healing of that energy. And thank you, Tom, for caring. That is the last person on the list. So thank you, Wynne. Thank you, Highs. Thank you, our sources. Thank you, Terry. <laughs> and thank you to everyone on the call. Much love to you all. And thank you, CJ. And um, let's unmute everybody. All participants are unmuted. And hi, so you're going to play some music today? Yes, yes, I will. Okay. So we're off of BBS. And hi has found some uplifting song. And if you're on the conference line, We'll play a couple after we're um, officially signed off, unofficially signed off. And um, anyone wants to say anything before we go to the music part? Here's a chance. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Much love to you all. God bless. Thanks to everyone. Happy 4th of July. Love and light and gratitude to everybody. Yeah, Much love to you, Terry. Halloween. This session is no longer being recorded. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. And it happens every time If my love, she leaves me behind Yes, it happens every time The sorrow makes me lose my mind If she'd only be as true as I am And listen to my love and say Someday, baby. 